Welcome to Kaiseki Anime, where we air new episodes every other week. Kaiseki covers currently airing anime, older series seen recently, and other relevant topics for the season. I'm your host, Marina, of the blog Anime BNB, and with me is my co-host, Draggle, of the cleverly titled Draggle's Anime Blog. This week, we reviewed the summer 2022 anime season. So it was uh, quite a season, I guess. Yes, it was. There were a lot of shows. I felt like I was just like waiting through so many shows that I didn't really want to drop for some reason. But there really weren't that many that I would say stood out above the rest. Uh, there was only a few. I, I agree, yeah. So we'll, we'll get to the few that stood out, stood out at the end. And let's start with the garbage that stood out in a different way. Yeah, let's get it out of the way, right? <laughs> yeah, and of course, as usual, I'm the one who watched the most garbage. The first one is Black Summoner. This was like your standard isekai, completely forgettable. Uh, I think there were some slaves. Let's pretend it never happened. I probably already did, given that I, I think I watched this first episode, and I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. this one's like not especially bad. It's just so forgettable. Yeah. Anyway, the next one is sadly not forgettable, because it was so, so stupid. The Devil is a Part-Timer, Season 2. This one's a bit unexpected to find in the trash tier. You could have boosted it, you know. (laughs) Well, I mean, people were anticipating this for years. Yeah. Why isn't this getting a sequel? I loved it so much. Yeah, I mean, look at our most recent episode. Yeah. Now we know why this was so bad, especially that farming arc. Oh my god, what were they thinking? We were laughing at it, not with it, if I recall you saying. Yes. <laughs> so uh, see our, our last episode for more thoughts on that. Uh, next one is also only me. This one, <laughs> I originally dropped this, but then I saw your time tweeting about it, and I was like, this is so bad, I have to watch it. No! Harem in the Labyrinth of Another World. This is the one which is, like, actively pro-slavery. The guy goes to another world, and he he gets a slave. And then he, he goes and gets more slaves. And one of the main characters is the slave merchant. And it has an ending song where he, he dances and sings about being a slave merchant. This show is fucked up. Oh, and he has lots of uh, sex with his slave, which is done in this very steamy, supposed-to-be-romantic way. But it it is obviously not, since she's his slave. Yeah, that doesn't sound very uh, desirable, or it just, it just sounds really creepy. It was really creepy, yeah. Did you even watch the first episode of this? I don't recall. (laughs) I think just off of the title itself, I'm already turned way off. Yeah, you probably didn't watch it. Actually, the the title's a bit misleading, because, like, there wasn't even a harem. They kind of introduced a second girl at the last episode or something. And then in the last, like, two minutes, they introduced four more characters. Yeah, I'm assuming it's from the source material, right, where it covers a lot more ground than this anime. Yeah. So it wasn't really a, I don't know, it should have been called, like, Slave Harem in Another World, because they're all slaves. Yeah, that's the thing. Gross. 
Anyway, yeah, Chris. Well, I can add some notes to this next one since I did watch, I think, maybe half of the season. Really? Vermeil and Gold. I'm shocked. Yeah, I am too. I think I was just interested in this world. I thought it was kind of cool that everyone has these summons that they've called and that he was able to get something as high-ranking as this. I don't know much about her, so maybe you can say if she ended up being more powerful. But she seemed to be some super strong succubus. Uh, Yeah, she is some super strong succubus. It turned out in the last half that she has some very tragic backstory. Of course. Yeah, which uh, I thought it was okay until the second half when it got all serious and it tried to be a, a tearjerker about the big-boobed uh, succubus who uh, keeps hitting on the teenager, and it didn't really work. That's why I was uh, stopping at that point, right? It was actually kind of entertaining with the jokes and the lighthearted manner up to that drama yeah. in the middle, and then I was like, no. I don't want this. Exactly. I, I enjoyed it when you had, like, the childhood friend wandering around naked and bumping into stuff and the succubus being uh, a succubus. But then it, it tried to get all serious, and it's just, no, please, no. Well, shall we move on then to a tier slightly higher? Although I would argue I'm not sure if this is actually better because a lot of these I would consider mediocre slash forgettable. And I think that being forgettable is actually technically a worse thing than just being, you know, trash. At least you remember that trash. That's true. Although some of the, the trash I forgot about it too. Anyway, first, couple of cuckoos. Ugh. I was so excited for this show because I love the manga, but it's just kind of boring. Yeah, I remember your excitement with the first season, right? And then your disappointment at the end of the first season. And then we got the sequel and you were kind of like, oh, well, I'm not so excited anymore. And I was giving you some hope saying, maybe the drama will ramp up. And it really doesn't. It just kind of continues in the same kind of boring slow burn kind of interest in these three girls yeah it's it's so weird there's like no conflict well there's like the weird mystery about the brother does he or does he not exist right but it's not like uh like all the the main characters are getting along pretty well yeah who likes peace and getting along how boring i agree it sucks yeah Uh, so who who do you think is the best girl oh shit now you're asking me to remember their names. You can go by hair color. Yeah, yeah. Purple haired girl. I still like her. I still think that she's pretty cool. Okay. She's the one I like the least. Oh. Well, I also like, uh, is it Erica, the older girl? Yeah. Yeah. I still like her. Little sister is bottom for me. Yeah. Little sister is above purple for me. That, that's how much I hate purple. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, it's not like the show showed us anything that's hate worthy. And uh, no. The show just showed us... I don't know what it showed us. I See? So, like, how can I hate her from the anime alone? Uh, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Well, let's pretend this never happened. Wait, actually, is this... Did this end, or is it still ongoing? That's how much I forgot about this show. It ended, it but did. it seems like there's, like, an opening for another sequel. Oh, please, no. It was just so dissatisfying, right? Like, there is no real ending. And I think it just implies that they'll probably make another sequel. If there's enough interest. Uh, well, I guess I'll keep reading the manga, because I do like that. Let's move on to a series that I'm fairly certain you didn't watch. Of course not. Extreme Hearts. 
And I think he made the right choice because while it had an interesting setup of like these musicians who end up doing these extreme sports with like the aid of technology to try to get some uh, appeal for a greater audience, it really just ended up being kind of a weird blend of sports and idols, which you hate those both. So definitely not for you. Uh, the world was kind of interesting with the technology that they use, but then it kind of like just kind of fades into the background and isn't really that interesting in the long run. And they use these weird AI to like fill in for spots if a music group doesn't have enough members, like if they're playing a sport like baseball. But it really just kind of lost me after a few episodes and I probably should have dropped it. Yeah, I dropped it in yeah. the first episode. I don't think I even finished the first episode. And I'm sure you also didn't watch the next series, Love All Play. Of course not. <laughs> I, I put all these together. You know, I knew that these were going to all be passes for me. Love All Play was another sports show, and it was another forgettable one that, um, oh, man, why did I stick with it? I think I kept waiting to see what I love about sports so much was the, like, conflict, the competition between, like, players uh, on the same team and across different teams, but it was just so, like, weak and kind of half-assed, and the main character was just boring. Sounds like sports. What a waste. Uh, no, there's lots of good examples of that, including from the, this current fall season, by the way, which we'll get to later. But we can move on to another one that I'm sad to say, you know, Love Live Superstar. I actually still like it, and there already is a sequel announced, and I will watch that. It's just kind of like that weird in-between, you know, sometimes with longer-running shows where... You have, like, your first season that you liked a lot, and then you have the second season, which tries to, like, delve a little bit deeper into the different characters and add new characters, and then it ends up kind of being the weaker one. And I'm assuming the the next one that's been announced will perhaps harken back to what I loved so much in the first season. But it's it's just more of the same. This is a sequel, a third season with the same love lives, not with new love lives. Yeah, the same characters along with the new ones that were introduced in this second season. Because, like, you had your main cast from the first, and then, you know, the next year, obviously, they have open spots, they have freshmen, right? First oh, years. I so they, they add in some of those characters. So I'm assuming with the third season, I don't foresee them needing more characters, but they'll probably have all the same ones in the third season. But I mean, I still had it fun with the show, and it was kind of interesting seeing the new characters. There was a little bit too much focus spent on some of the first years, but I'm guessing that, that they thought it was necessary groundwork to set us up for the third season. There must be, like, almost as many love lives as Fate Go characters now. Maybe. I, I think I like this superstar cast more than any of the others, surprisingly. That's what's kept really? me, is that, yeah, I like it better even then the very first, the original Love Life, just some of the characters I love so much. And then it's definitely better than, uh, I can't even remember the other Love Life spinoff that's like t- takes place in a bigger sort of city school. That one I was not at all interested in. Oh, is this the one that was like near the beach? I think this one's like sort of in a smaller town. I don't remember where. It, it feels smaller than the city. I don't really recall much of a beach, but uh, it has the Chinese girl. Chinese girl. Is she, she is like Nico, the crazy one. Uh, no, not really. I would say her character's pretty different. She's, she's energetic and clumsy and silly, but I would not at all describe her as Nico. Okay. I like Nico. That's all I remember about the first one. Well, Cuckoo is significantly cooler than Nico, so. 
That's right. my opinion. Okay. Okay. Well, Nico is lame, I agree. But that's what makes her good. <laughs> anyway, the next show sucked. I didn't even watch it. It was so bad. Even though this one is my thing. Parallel World Pharmacy. I don't see how you can say it sucks when you didn't even watch it, Draggle. That's, like, extreme bias there. I watched the second episode. That's how hard okay. I tried to like this. Well, I did just write a review about it for my own blog, but I enjoyed it, I guess, like, the world setup, the idea of it. But it was ultimately kind of boring and forgettable, just because he can do no wrong, which is common among isekai. The all-powerful, the all-knowledgeable, uh, gifted by the gods to, you know, succeed in this new world. And that's basically him, except in a benevolent way, right? Because he's bringing his knowledge of medicine to this world that doesn't have that knowledge. So that's cool, I guess. And it had like a final arc that kind of combated the reemergence of the bubonic plague. And that was kind of scary, especially like with our current experience with COVID. But overall forgettable. You didn't even have slaves. Thank God for that, Draggle. <laughs> Don't even like <laughs> lament the lack of slaves. Come on. I'm just kidding. You better be kidding. We can move on. <laughs> yeah. Almost as bad as slavery. Rental Girlfriend Season 2. I'm surprised you didn't watch this. I wanted to tell you this, okay? I watched this with Kei for like a few episodes, but it became so painful every week to watch him go through these cringy motions over and over again that we just couldn't make ourselves watch another episode. We were never in the mood. And so eventually we just were like, yeah, we're not going to watch any more of this. It's just too embarrassing, too cringeworthy. And we'll just ask Draggle to tell us what happened at the end. I don't even remember what happened at the end. It was so cringeworthy and embarrassing. I was just See? like, thank God it's over. <laughs> See, but you know what? There's probably going to be more, isn't there? Yeah, and I'll be there for it in the hopes no. that it'll, it needs to be more cringy to be memorable. That's what I think. It just got into this holding pattern of normal cringiness. See, I can't stop shuddering. That's how, like, grossed out I was by every episode, just his actions, his stupidity. I don't understand how he can be so stupid and how anybody can, like, stomach watching him. I don't get it either. He should he should just make up his mind. Forget about this stupid Chizuru. Break up with all, all his whatever, his girlfriends or fake girlfriends, and just make some actual friends. That's my advice. Yeah, I could see that. Just, like, start fresh. Try to, like, focus on yourself instead of, you know, trying to live through other people. Yes. Okay, well, glad to hear I didn't miss anything. Yeah. The next one was a big disappointment for me. Shine on Bakumatsu Bad Boys. Did you actually finish this? Because I'm going to admit something. I got to, like, the penultimate episode, and I just couldn't make myself finish it. I was just like, why did I watch... I, I enjoyed like the first half and after the first half I was just like slogging through it and I, I just couldn't make myself finish. Yeah, you didn't miss anything. It the, it ended exactly how you predicted. What? They joined together, they defeated the bad guy. Everyone said like, Oh, I'm so glad we have the new Shinsengumi and then it ended. The brother, you mean? Yeah. Oh wow. Alright. That was like not even like that at the 11th episode. So I'm surprised they somehow like pulled him in by the 12th episode. Yeah. Anyway, glad that's over. I thought it would be mm -hmm. like Mushi Buggyo because the, the start it seemed like that. The first half was kind of interesting. It was promising. Yeah. Yeah. But then it, it just became so predictable and none of the characters really grew on you. They just like, they oh, didn't change. Here's this wacky guy. He's, yeah, yeah. they didn't change exactly. 
Well, moving on to the comedies, Tuppen, laughing till you cry. I, I didn't laugh until I cried. I'll just put it like that. <laughs> Wait, this is the uh, comedy one, right? Where they're trying to be professional comedians or something? Yeah, the man's eye comedy. I think I told you yeah. I was watching this so that maybe I can understand man's eye comedy. <laughs> I don't understand man's eye comedy still. Did you finish this? Yeah, I finished it. What the hell, Dragon? <laughs> like, how could you stomach a whole season of not understanding this? There was like a couple episodes that I liked, actually, to be fair. There was okay. one episode where uh, this girl was, she she time traveled on the bus over and over again. And she like had to give the right response to the jerks or she would uh, go back in time and have to repeat. And it, I thought it was kind of funny. Otherwise, yeah, it was very forgettable. It just, I guess, isn't our kind of humor or we're just like not in no. that culture to understand it, I guess. Yeah, like those guys in Odd Taxi who did the humor. Did you think they yeah. were funny? Yeah, I did, actually. Really? Okay. Yeah. So maybe you do get the humor, because I didn't think they were funny. I think it's more of like a, I don't know, aren't the girls in the, the Laughing Till You Cry, they feel younger, and I guess to me less relatable? Yeah, they're like in high school or something. Yeah, I think that's why. It's like, well, that's kind of my past, and I, I don't really find those things kind of funny anymore. And I think with Odd Taxi, them being older, and I don't mm. even remember the specific jokes, but I think it just related to me a little more. Okay, okay. Next show, when will I make his move? I should have dropped it once he told me it was by the Takagi-san author, but I foolishly kept going. And it was exactly like Takagi-san in that... It had one joke, and it milked it for 12 episodes, and I got bored of it. I don't understand how you finished it in the first place, once again. Yeah, th this one I finished by the power of uh, cooking while watching anime. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, this next one, it's a show that only you wasted your time on. I didn't waste my time on it, although really? it is kind of forgettable. The Yakuza's Guide to Babysitting was sweet and cute, and I liked the interactions between the uh, main dude and the little girl that he takes care of. Like, that was like a nice dose of sugar every week. Was it memorable? Not really. Do they make the Yakuza out to be these relatable, lovable guys, which seems to be the trend lately? Yes. But I don't regret watching it. It's just not something that I, um, I'm probably going to remember seasons from now. Okay. That, that's a more positive way to look at it. Yeah. And I mean, if they add stuff to it, I probably will watch it. Because sometimes it's nice to just, like, not think and to just enjoy these heartwarming interactions, right? Hmm. Heartwarming. Maybe you, you don't understand. But <laughs> yeah. Maybe I don't have a heart. You have to have a heart to understand, Draggle. You should think of the people who don't have a heart. Well, we can move on because there really isn't much else to say. But there's Yure Deco, which I think you watched, right? You didn't watch this one? No, I did. Oh, okay. Yeah, I watched it. It sucked. Do you agree with me putting it here on Forgettable Mediocre? Actually, I put it there. You hadn't listed it. Oh, I must have forgotten. Yeah, Holy that's crap. why I thought you didn't watch it. Uh, I watched it, but I think it was one of the earlier shows to finish. I think it finished like weeks ahead of the other ones. Yeah, it and uh, I think I really enjoyed the world building, the idea of it, the literary references. All of that was fun. Okay, what what was the purpose of the literary references? I still don't understand how this had anything to do with Mark Twain. 
Well, it's been a very long time since I've read any of his works, particularly Huckleberry Finn and Tom Sawyer. But if you recall, that was sort of like a commentary on society and, you know, living sheltered within that society in a world that's full of like racism and sexism and violence. And I mean, you see a lot of that in Yuri Deco too, right? How they have this safe bubble. Okay, so they're both commentaries on society. It feels like a bit of a stretch, but okay. <laughs> what do you mean? You didn't think Yuri Deco was just a gigantic thing about society? I did, but I think like everything's a commentary on society. Well, yeah. I think that it's just like convenient tropes, words for them to throw about. Like they, they yeah. put names like Mark Twain and Tom Sawyer Island and... Yeah, I think they just said it because it sounded cool. Even though in English yeah. it does not sound cool. But yeah. I mean, it could just be that the, the author or the writer just really liked these works and wanted to somehow incorporate it into their own as much of a stretch as it could be. I think that's fine. Yeah. I thought it was a stretch. I, I thought th- th- this felt like a, a show that like a dumb person thought would be smart kind of thing. Ouch. I just, I just felt dumber watching this. What I really kind of wanted was maybe, you know, since I wasn't going to do it, but it would be kind of cool if someone who is more intimate with the source materials or the original materials of Mark Twain to watch this and give their more detailed opinion on it. That would be kind of cool. I mean, I've, I've read Mark Twain. I don't think this had much to do with it, but. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's been too long for me to recall in detail. It has been some time, but. I'm pretty sure it doesn't have much to do with Mark Twain. Either way, I still liked the world. I thought the art style was fun, and I get what they were going for. I just didn't think that they really succeeded, and it didn't feel like much changed by the end for the better. Nah, I don't know. It's like, I think the the idea is that, like, censorship is bad, and... Right. But it, it, I don't know. It would have been fine if they told this story, like, ten years ago, but... Now that we've had, like, Trump using social media to spread lots of lies, we've had the genocide in Myanmar, I think it was, fueled by the social media, and it just feels, like, so out of date. I think it is trying to be somewhat relevant with the, uh, you know how they have the, the deco and the glasses and the love? Like, that's all sort of present and relative, right, to what we have now with the focus on meta with augmented and virtual reality and cryptocurrency. That is more relevant. Yeah. But yeah, I agree on your other points. Yeah, it kind of just, like, skips the the arguments people have for some sort of moderation. I really don't think they had enough time. They tried to cram all these ideas into this short season. I'm not sure that I'd agree that they had many ideas, but we can leave it at that. (laughs) No, I think they did have a lot of ideas that they just sort of like name dropped, idea dropped, and then didn't follow through. Okay. So it all ends up feeling shallow. Yeah. The next one is a show that I didn't like. Yeah, it's mine, so you can back off because I know how you feel about soccer. <laughs> so this is the start of the good slash recommended section that I totally uh-huh. would recommend to anyone who likes sports, who likes soccer specifically. We finally have a good one that I've been waiting for for a while, and I thoroughly enjoyed Aoi as he is like growing as a player, um, his own skills, his natural abilities that are being honed um, by you know people who noticed his skills and are showing him how he can best use them um and then how he's going into this team that is trying to live up to their name because it's a very famous school and they are very 
cutthroat about who they allow on their team. And it was a great season, and I would like to see them have more. And we can go on from there before Draggle says anything else rude about it. Sparks we can suck. move on to Classroom of the Elite Season 2, which we've both seen. Yeah, I forgot this show existed, and I was surprised I liked it so much. I loved all the, the stupid drama, betrayal. Yeah, it was good. It was fun, but I think I honestly personally would put it at a little closer to forgettable. I will never forget you, Classroom of the Elite. (laughs) I think the first season was more groundbreaking for me because it felt so unique. The second season still feels a little bit more like what we got from the first season, so it's not as shocking Hmm. and not something I remember as much as the original season. You should have been like me and forgotten the first season. Well, the vibe was familiar. Like, I don't remember the details, but I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not shocked anymore by these kinds of things, because these are obviously things that are going to happen in this show. I was kind of shocked when he was like, well, you want to see my smart plan? I'll beat the shit out of you with my fist. That was the most surprising thing to me this season, (laughs) seeing how competent he actually was physically. Yeah, wasn't expecting that. Yeah, that was a cool episode. Everything else kind of fades to nothing to me. Okay. It does have the problem of being way too complicated. Like that thing yeah. with all the different planets, I had no idea what was going on. None of their tests are really that interesting to me. It's more uh, like how they react to it that makes it interesting. Yeah. I think we've talked about before how the the rules of these games are so needlessly complicated that it kind of goes in one ear and out the other. It does, it does. They, they need to spend more time on like their bullshit quotes and uh, portrayals. But I, I still enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it, for sure. Okay, next show I think is all of me. You probably wouldn't like this one. But let me just uh, describe one of the best scenes. It's when uh, the new character gets introduced, Sharon the Nun. Her nickname is The Chast. Chaste? What? Chaste? Yes. Chaste. Okay, I'll say Chast. You don't say it like Chast, you say it like Chaste. I say Chaste. Okay, Sharon the Chaste if that's what you prefer. <laughs> and uh, she she gets defeated uh, by a poison, which is uh, delivered by a coating on the main character's penis. Oh my god. Yeah, it's, it's a great show. Highly recommended. I have nothing to say because I dropped it after the first episode, and I don't want to dilute your praise for Engage Kiss. <laughs> okay. Well, next is, uh, is it wrong to pick up Girls in a Dungeon? Season 4. And you might have seen my trait. He finally picked up a girl in the dungeon. <laughs> Which one are we talking about? The mermaid? Yeah. And she w- she was very happy. She was smiling. I don't think there was anything wrong about it. No, Nikewo and I were like, wait, we're finally dungeon diving after like four seasons. You know, finally, we are spending most of our time in the dungeon rather than up in the main world with all of the gods and goddesses. So this was a welcome change for me. Yeah, I think I like this probably the best of all the seasons so far. Same. I really thoroughly enjoyed myself. Like, I enjoyed the first season. I think that's what caught my attention, obviously, the charm of it, this idea of this world. But they sorely needed to spend more time diving into the depths and showing us what is inside the dungeon, like why their lives revolve around it. And we finally got that here. Yeah. This was a big improvement over season two and three, for sure. Yeah. I'm actually excited for uh, the sequel. Oh, is there a sequel already? I don't know. But I mean, 
how can you just end like that? There's got to be more. Yeah. And I'm going to be there for it. This one seems pretty popular, so I assume there will be a sequel. Shall I move on to uh, one that is very heavy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Made in Abyss, the golden city of the scorching sun. <sighs> Honestly, I didn't like this as much as the first season. I think it uh, became a bit of the same. And also this, well... Not the same. I, I think the problem was it wasn't enough of the same because they spent all this time in the city. They introduced all these new people and they kind of put the main characters on the back burner for a little bit. Well, they were really focusing on, on, on the themes of this city, right? And the yeah. uh, idea of what it is to be an adventurer, what it is that they desire. That's what this entire village is about is their desires, right? And... It's just, the show is so well-crafted, it's beautiful, and it's also really fucking depressing. <laughs> Every single episode weighed so heavily, and I just, like, thought terrible things about all these people every episode. Fucking and, yeah, Midi. Kept coming back. I they, know. They made us kill Midi again. Yes. It's terrible. Ugh. We watched every episode. There was some another form of body horror. <laughs> like, oh do not eat when you're watching the show. No, I, I this one I did not watch while I was cooking. No, I mean you have to focus too. I think another thing with Made in Abyss, particularly this season, is that it's a heavy show, but it also kind of requires your attention. I think if you look away too long, you're going to miss very important details. I also did not watch this show after 6 p.m. Why not? I would have nightmares. <laughs> you just got to chase it with something lighthearted. Yeah. I, I, I don't enjoy fun like you do. That's the problem. Or no, what do you call it? Cuteness? Oh, yeah. Something like that's heartwarming. Something heartwarming. that's healing. Yeah. I, I can't do the heartwarming like you. Yeah. You need to find a healing series that you can actually stomach yeah my healing series was engage kiss so <laughs> <laughs> so watch engage kiss after made in abyss yeah maybe maybe i don't think engage kiss is powerful enough to override made in abyss oh, no. made in abyss is way too strong exactly <laughs> yeah but you're right like i i missed their adventuring but I did understand, I think, the importance of this season, even though I felt like it was too long. Yeah. It was It was just, like, too heavy, too long, as interesting as it was. And I am really excited to see them continue on their journey. Hopefully, it will not lock them in place like this season did. Yeah. Well, I, I, I was mainly complaining about it, but it was still really good. Yeah, it was. Uh, next show, probably only I watched this. My stepmom's oh, yes. daughter is my ex. I can't mm -hmm. believe I'm putting this in the good recommended category. Why? Because it is it sounds horrible. It's about my stepmom's daughter is my ex. I thought for sure this would go in the trash title trash category just from reading the title. After the first episode I saw, I definitely would have put it in the trash, but I didn't continue. Yeah, but it's it's actually like a really thoughtful show about relationships and and stuff. Okay. Yeah, it was kind well, that's of good to hear. kind of reminded me of Rory Geiger. Man, you love that show. You bring that up, I swear, every season. <laughs> I do love Rory Geiger. It's a great show. <laughs> yeah, and th this one definitely reminded me of that. Yeah, one of the arcs I like best. It's when uh, the the main character he has he has a close friend, and uh, she asks him out, and he says no, and then 
his main love interest, his sister, or stepsister, I guess, she's like, oh, you can't keep being friends with, with each other now that this happened. And then they're both like, oh, why not? And then they're, they're best friends. Yeah. Anyway, it was a good episode. I think you're going to have to go alone into this next one as well, Drago, because I never finished Overlord 3, so I didn't start Overlord 4. Oh, really? For some reason, I thought you were a big Overlord fan. I was for, like, the first season. The second season kind of wore me down. The third season, I started to lose interest, and I never intended to drop it. I just stalled partway yeah. through, and I haven't picked it up again. Well, you you might be happy to know. I thought the second and third season were both garbage. But the mm-hmm. fourth season was really good. I thought it was actually better than the first season. Okay, so here's my important question. Do I need to catch up on the previous series to understand and enjoy this fourth season? No, just forget about them. Really? Can I like just not watch them at all or not finish season three and start with season four and not miss anything? I think so. You'll, you'll figure out anything you missed. It wasn't important. Okay. I forget what season it was. They had, like, this whole long arc about the lizard men. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like that was the second se- I can't remember. That that was, like, the start of when I went downhill. And those lizard men never mattered again. I liked the lizard men. It just went too long. Yeah. It was way too long. Anyway, this one... Did you remember, like, there was uh, the, some kingdom, and there was, like, this fat kid who was plotting to take over... And he had his sister who was like looked really nice, but she's secretly like the most evil person in the world. No, I don't remember. Okay, well, you probably saw that. Anyway, this one is all about them. And it, it feels like the main plot is actually moving forward again. And it's not just like side stories. Oh, okay. Then yeah. I will make this a priority. Uh, like the next time I have a nice book amount of time to go back and marathon it. Yeah, I, I think you'd like it. The only thing I didn't like is the the main characters becoming less like a nice guy in a skeleton body and more just like an evil skeleton. Oh, that's boring. Yeah, but he he still has a little bit of his own personality, but it feels like he's he's getting overridden by his uh, undead nature or whatever. Yeah, I mean, you spend enough time in a different world, maybe he just starts to forget, you know, who he used to be. Yeah, but uh, I, I still like this show a lot. Yeah, I think he'd like it. Well, how about this next one, Shadow's House second season? Are you still enjoying this one? Yeah, I am. I don't think I enjoyed it quite as much as the first, but it's it's still pretty going strong, I thought. Yeah, I think if this was the first season we were talking about, I would put this up among the best of the season, because I did really love the first season. The second season's very strong. I still greatly enjoyed it, but you're right, some of the novelty has worn off, and uh, it's not as surprising anymore, although there are some interesting mysteries that are brought up, and... Obviously, the ending is open for a sequel if uh, they come out with one. So I'll watch that as well. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. Like, it, it was fun, the mysteries. It's just kind of sad that some of the characters that we liked from the first season are gone or they're compromised. Yeah, I think it, it just felt like things were moving a bit slower than the first yeah. season. First season, like everything's new. We're seeing all these all these developments this one was more like an extended mystery of who did it kind of thing. Yeah, and they're like introducing us to people throughout the house, other members from, you know, different classes that we hadn't met before. So that was good to know. But it just doesn't feel as... Novel. Novel, I guess. It, it felt like more of a setup 
then uh, yeah like it's it's we're still waiting to deliver on all the setup kind of i think that sounds about right setting up for the third season hopefully yeah hopefully uh, the, the next one might be the only one we disagreed on we both really enjoyed summertime rendering at the start of the season right and even partially through the middle oh start of this season start of the first season i wasn't too fond of it well, no, because you kept comparing it to Higurashi at the start, which right. obviously every, everyone made that comparison. It makes sense, right? Yeah. Given the setup, given the time travel. Yeah. And then when the whole mystery about like the shadows comes about, I think that's when it starts to become much more entertaining, Great. more unique. And then it, like you said, I'm pretty sure you disliked the constant battles, right? Yeah. I lost most of my interest in the last third kind of once it started giving the answers about who were the shadows it just mm-hmm. wasn't very interesting answers i thought and then it was too much battling i enjoyed the battles myself although like you said they weren't really surprising anymore mm-hmm. but it was still kind of cool seeing you know when they would choose to loop who would die in which loop that was all interesting when they lost Ushio, i was kind of concerned until i realized quicker than the main character did what had happened to her <laughs> So I think they had a lot of great ideas. The follow-through wasn't the best. The ending was just too happy. <laughs> it was too convenient. I agree. Wasn't as good as Higurashi. Should have had an ending filled with eternal suffering. Yeah, I think that would have made it more memorable. But I mean, I'm happy for the characters because I like them. It was just such a nice little bow that they wrapped at the end. Okay, I hated Ushio. I thought she was dumb. Oh, I love Ushio. So. Why is she, she's like permanently in a school swimsuit. Like, guess I'm close. Well, they explained the whole thing about that. Yeah, and it's so Because stupid. like it takes too much energy to like yeah. think about how, how difficult it is for her to like grow her hair out to like repair herself. You want her to come up with some fantastic outfit just to satisfy your boredom? Come on. That all sounds like a very convenient excuse to have her always wear a school swimsuit. No, to me it was practical because it's like the bare minimum that still keeps her decent but covered and doesn't expend unnecessary energy. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, let's move on to best of the season, which I'm wondering if you agree with what I have on here. I agree. Really? Okay, so the first one is Call of the Night, which off its vibes alone is like one of my favorites of the season. Like I could just dance and sing around to this music. Oh, it was constantly. a very good, uh, good opening song. Yeah, well, in, in the entire vibe of the series. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, I'm still thinking about uh, the Conming opening song. It wasn't quite that good, but yeah, it was a great vibe. It's like Bakemono Gatari, except it doesn't overdo it. Mm-hmm. What did you think about that ending, though? I forget where it ended. The whole conflict at the end was him starting to question, with the introduction of the vampire oh, hunter. yeah. Right, where he's like questioning whether he wants to be a vampire and then whether or not he can actually fall in love. Will they fall in love with one another? And then that kind of hangs at the end. Yeah, me too. I was okay with how they ended it. And I don't think a sequel is required. Yeah. Reminds me of Origaru. Just kidding. I'm saying that only to annoy you. Let me just like shake you. (laughs) (laughs) What about Licorice Recoil? Does that remind you about Origaru? No, that doesn't remind me of Origaru at all. Thank God. <laughs> Talking about Licorice Recoil, which is the only other one on the best of the season, I fucking loved this show. Yeah, it's not the thing I'd normally like, but it it was really good. It's super well done, beautiful animation. Yeah. 
I think it wins out on its writing. The dialogue, the interactions, like showing instead of telling different things, it's just all really well done. Yeah, I love like how cheeky Chisato is. <laughs> she has like a good mouth on her. Yeah, and, and sometimes she'll just like have some gest- gesture too, not just all talking. Yeah, she's got great body language. I mean, all of them do. Yeah. I think I was just semi-disappointed by the ending. I don't know if you feel the same. I thought the ending was really funny. I liked how, uh, what's her name, Takina, she was like running up the staircase for 45 minutes and in a big panic while Chisato was sitting there uh, sipping cola and sharing an indirect kiss with the bad guy. Oh, they totally just shrugged that off, right? Like, that's what it was. And in any other show, they would make a big deal about it being an indirect kiss. But here, it's totally nonchalant. Like, I whatever. Know. We're I sharing drinks. It's okay. <laughs> no, I was just kind of disappointed because, like, the whole vibe of Majima is that he is, like, anti-establishment, right? Or, like, anti, like, how strong of a hold they have. How it's imbalanced. Hmm. And he would always go for the underdog is his thing. Like, he would be on her side if they were the underdog. But honestly, like, nothing changes. Like, the ending was cute with the food truck and everything, but everything's back at the status quo, isn't it? Yeah, but, the, I mean, that's pretty much what I expected from a show like this. I, I guess. I, I thought they would address it a little more than they did. Yeah, that's fair. But I'm, I'm glad they lived happily ever after in their gay food truck. The food truck is fantastic, and I would 100% go to it. Yeah, me too. Okay, so let's go ahead and move on to the ongoing shows and some of the other ones that did air that we really didn't finish or uh, get too far into since some of them were just like dropped all at once. Yeah. Uh, you can go ahead and start with what you always start with. Of course, the third best show of the season is Boruto, as usual. This one is actually one of my favorite arcs of the whole show. Kawaki, who's one of the main characters... He He's like uh, Boruto's age, so he's like a high schooler. He infiltrates elementary school with Boruto's sister as like his ninja mission, and he becomes friends with the elementary schoolers. And it sounds so dumb, but it's so good. Dude, elementary school kids are pretty entertaining, so I believe you. Yeah, th- this is a really, uh, really entertaining arc. And it, it, it's been revealed in the last episode that there's a traitor among them. <gasps> Gas. Tell me it isn't so. <laughs> <laughs> okay cool yeah uh the next one i didn't watch i haven't either i've only seen i think one or two episodes but what i've seen so far has really excited me i'd like to really sit down and finish it off cyberpunk edge runners inspired by the uh the game cyberpunk i don't know if you've played it but i don't even know if like the storylines overlap at all or if it's just set in the same world but it's gorgeous and really? Like, in a cyberpunk kind of way, if you know, like, the technology. But amidst all this, like, futuristic technology, there's a lot of waste and trash and Hmm. poverty. And I think it's pretty cool. But there's not much else I can say about it since I've only seen a couple episodes. But I think you should try it. Okay, interesting. Yeah, all I know about it is I, I heard about the video game and I heard that it really, really sucked. On its release, but I think that there have been improvements made since then that people are now enjoying. Okay. Yeah, I don't think, you don't need to know anything about the game to enjoy the anime, from what I've seen. Okay, cool. The next one, Futo P.I., again, I've only seen a handful of episodes, but I have been having fun with it. This is a spinoff of the uh, old and popular Kamen Riders, and uh, yeah, 
I must say, I, I just, I'm kind of having fun. It's a little sexualized with some of the female characters, but I still kind of like they're running around solving mysteries with the power of, you know, their mech suits <laughs> and the any, monsters that they fight. Any poison delivered via penis? Uh, they do have some penis jokes. Okay. So y- you that's, should try that's it. That's what I meant for <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to remember the exact phrase where he's all like, you can, like, eat my... I can't remember. He's like an insect, a bug man, where he, like, says something very oh. suggestive. I never even heard of this. It's an anime? Yeah, Futopi. Huh. Is it on Netflix? Cyberpunk is on Netflix. Futopi is an ONA. Maybe that's why, again, you haven't heard mm. of it. You seem to miss the ones that are only released online. Um, and it looks like it's on Crunchyroll. Same. Okay, maybe I'll check it out. Yeah, I don't know what the deal with it is, if it just, like, all came out. I think it, it has been staggered. It just kind of started late, because it's not even done yet. I think the 12th episode comes out in a couple days, which will be the final episode. So it, it had a late start. Okay, cool. The next one, Mobile Suit Gundam, The Witch from Mercury, a prologue episode, a long episode, came out in July. But... It's kind of here because of where, when it was released, but it's really more related to the current fall season, which has a Witch from Mercury series that takes place several years from what goes on in this prologue. Yeah, and we'll talk about that next time, but it's good. Yeah, it's very, well, this prologue is very good. Yeah, next is Uncle from Another World. This was supposed to air this season, but then they kind of uh, didn't finish, and now it's been delayed. So it's kind of a disaster from what I gather. But I I quite like the first five or six or however many episodes there were. Oh, so the series itself isn't a disaster. I thought it was pretty good. But the the production and planning is apparently a disaster. Ah, okay. I only watched, I think, one or two episodes. Mm -hmm. I uh, just sort of stalled out with a bunch of other things that had my priority more. And I wasn't quite sure. I don't really like the characters, maybe is my problem. I don't think you're supposed to like them. (laughs) (laughs) But it's, like, really hard for me to watch a show when I don't like the characters. Do you know Uh, what I mean? Like, it's kind of entertaining, the stupid shit that they do. But if I don't really like them, then I'm not as quickly compelled to want to see what they're going to do next. I see. I I really love it when I hate the characters. (laughs) Okay. Like, Gruntle Girlfriend. That was great. Suzuku from Code Geese, one of my favorite characters. Wow. I hate him, but yeah. So you'll finish this when it finishes. Yes, yes. I'm looking forward to the rest. And the last show is uh, Utawari Rimono, Mask of Truth. And this one's still ongoing. Still really good. Looking forward to, I think this is probably the last season. All right. Tune in again to Kaiseki Anime Podcast two weeks from now. Please feel free to send us questions or comments on Twitter with hashtag Kaiseki Anime Podcast or on our individual accounts at Draggle underscore Kuhn and at Anime BNB. Listen and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify so we can continue to grow and improve. You can also find us on Google Play. Thanks for listening. See you next time.